0: It takes it takes a minute until you realize it takes a minute till you know for sure it takes a minute and then you know you're doing it cause you're finally doing the thing. Hi, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm him Nick. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. It's a podcast I do. The last one I did was roughly three, 11 days ago. God damn, it's so hard for me to do this every week. But you know what? Every 11 or so days, three episodes a month. I'm trying here, guys. I'm trying. I want to do it more. It's hard. I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange times, strange years. There's a the writer's strike. It doesn't matter I'm not in America. It doesn't matter that I'm not a member of the Writers Guild of America due to not being in America. I there's a writer's strike and it's distracting. You expect me to be able to every week be able to sit down and get my things together just because It's uh, In spite of the fact there's a writer's strike I I can't do it Hard to do Apparently Look, I know, every week it's a broken record I feel this year, I just say Every episode, I say Oh, I can't believe I haven't put it out Yet for a while And it's like, yeah You know That's a fact, Jack It's hard, it's It's something to do with the setup in my apartment. Did I talk about this already? So I've switched completely to a world where my laptop is like connected to the television I have. Fun television. But like when I'm in front of this television, I don't know, I'm not thinking of like, oh, am I going to write my journal? Oh, am I going to record the podcast? I'm generally thinking like, Let's throw something on in the background and lie down. So I think just the fact that it's not like in an office setup at all is a reason why it's hard. You guys did want to know exactly why I haven't been able to do the thing that I am actually doing right now. So instead of giving you new content, in fact, what I'm doing is just reiterating Uh, a theoretical where there is no content. You wanted that, right? I'm not just being neurotic. Am I being neurotic? Don't answer that. Actually, you can answer that because I won't hear you. So it's fine. Answer that, actually. I changed my mind. Damn girl. But look, this year... We're not at at the halfway point yet. Getting there. Very close. We just passed birthday month, April. But this year, I'm realizing, is maybe not 100% about me creatively becoming the force that I know. Gosh willing. As long as I have the, the health... I will become shortly. In fact, this year is about becoming slightly more stable just in terms of general living situation. And you know what? That's That's been the case. Things are not quite, quite as tricky as they were last year, if I recall. Maybe I've made that up. Or the year before, I don't even remember what year is what, you know? It's crazy. Last year, over Christmas, I was in Scotland. Not last year, but like 2021 Christmas I was in Scotland. 2022 Christmas, I was in New York. Hang on. And way back in twenty twenty Christmas, I was in a we were deep in sort of COVID isolation, I was taking care of various dogs. I was about to take care of various dogs. And a difficult six months was ahead over there in 2020. You know I'm very lucky, or at least my the my personal personality is very lucky getting to live in cities so much because uh, I think a lot of the time it's good for me to have other people around. I'm just going to say. Right now, I live around a bunch of other people. My mood can change like that. I snapped my finger. You couldn't really hear it because I did it very weakly. Uh, the calcium's low, so you got to watch the bones. So I don't want to snap too hard or else... Don't want that. Anyway. Maybe I'll get better at being all alone sometime. But all I know is when I was all alone, I was still in a big city. But I wasn't living anywhere near my friends. It was the middle of uh, the isolating times. It was not the easiest. And the dogs were company But a dog can't say, hey, you look nice today. A dog can't say, I really enjoyed that joke you just told. A dog can't say, thank you for opening the door for me. And look, I am working with a breeder in order to create dogs that can do this. But so far, we have not found a country (laughs) where we will be able to do the breeding legally. So that is going to just have to wait. Um ADHD. Fun topic I bring up a lot. Awkward. I'm seeing pushback lately when people are talking about ADHD because social media social media is the scourge of it all. It's the beauty in the scourge, you know? It's like someone said, Hi, I'll have one hamburger. Suddenly the hamburger making machine goes robot goes all awry and it makes a million hamburgers. That's what social media is when you like a topic. This, the amount of people talking about ADHD, and I'm so glad I don't have a TikTok. I feel like TikTok's got an even worse version of that. But the amount of people talking about ADHD online is brutal. And it's, a lot of it is it is in the personality of those of us who are with the neurodiversity. A word I'm not afraid to use. I'm not afraid to use the word ADHD. Maybe they make you cringe a little bit when you hear it. Doesn't matter. I am not using it in the cringe way. You also don't need to worry about that. It's all, everything's cringe. And I can say cringe. Even though cringing is, as a YouTuber I said, I I watched once said, even calling something cringe is cringe itself. But all I'm saying is don't wince just because people use certain terminologies. We have to say neurodiverse because it covers a lot of ground. And ADHD is what ADHD is. So why not call it what it is? So don't shudder or chill when you hear certain words. And the reason you feel those the chills when you hear those words are because on on Twitter, the amount of people talking about it, the amount of people talking about specific feelings relating to what you may think you have and you don't have those feelings, so you get confused. You know, the amount of self-diagnosing. It's all really intense. So I will say, if you have the opportunity, if you think that you have something like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, is, uh, you know, get it checked out. See if you can get an official... Diagnosis. And if you can't, like, look up lots of tips for it and things, hacks, whatever you want to call them. I do cringe a little bit when I say the word hacks. But you know what? What can I do? I said it. What's done is done. It is what it is. Don't throw me under the bus just because it is what it is. But even the tips that if you aren't someone who has diagnosable, past-the-threshold ADHD, the tips, coping mechanisms, behavioral uh, management strategies, these are all good, no matter who you are. So what I'm saying is Sometimes help appears in the form of an obnoxious internet list and ignore it at your own peril. I had an did ADHD moment, believe it or not. Just today, what was it? Today's Wednesday, so I guess it was Monday. I get an email that's like Oh, you signed back up for your um ADHD coaching program, which I really hope my coach isn't listening, uh, but I didn't actually intend to do that. <laughs> I just did this really weird half measure when I got the coaching. When my little period of having it was coming to an end, they were like, "Your coat, your 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 membership to this online coaching thing. It's called Shimmer." By the way, check out this app, Shimmer. It's got different rates. I think I get credit if I'm referred, if, if, uh, if I refer anyone. So I don't know if I have a promo code or something, but you can tell them I sent you. It's not an ad, but I do like it. It's an app that has elements of um, kind of being like a day planner and uh, listing goals and this type of thing. But it's also a means of uh, being in touch and having um, (coughs) uh, virtual meetings with an ADHD coach. It's called Shimmer. And uh, I did it for three months, just the 15-minute meetups. But man, was I surprised how much I liked it. I've talked about it on the podcast before. And then I get this message. It's done. Okay. (coughs) It's done. Fine. It's over. I discussed this with the coach. We talked about how helpful the whole thing was, how much I enjoyed it. As soon as this comes to an end and I have no more coaching... The first couple weeks of April were overwhelming and messy, and it was impossible to do anything. <coughs> All the more. I have little wafer chunks in my throat, by the way, and no, I didn't do anything religious. These are the type, you know, wafers, like with little chocolate bits in them. I was dunking them in tea, and now I feel like I have little wafer chunks. In my throat and that's why I'm coughing anyway I was moving around a lot as soon as this coaching ends it coincides with like needing to plan for like the second half of the year and what's going on there and money stuff and like work stuff and you know scheduling things and then on top of that I'm Changing like to all these places where I'm helping take care of animals and my brain hurt. And I had no coach to help me. Then lo and behold and I, when it said, you know, do you want to cancel this? They were like, Yo, you know, you're going to get auto charged for Shimmer if you don't cancel your subscription before you know this date. I was like, well, I don't really have the money to continue doing the uh, app for now Although the price of, of one month is affordable Believe it or not If you're doing uh, um, the 15 minute meetings Which I found useful So I feel like people with ADD Might Sympathize with this Or if experience this as well Let me know if you have Instead of just going cancel subscription I do that thing that the uh, inner like online subscription uh, things trick you into doing, where they there's like a third option, pause. You know, like, oh, do you want to just pause it? Pause it, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I'd rather pause. I don't want to erase it, or turn it off. I want to pause it. So I just pick pause, not having any idea what pause really means, or probably more just thinking in the back of my head. All right, well, if you don't have money at the end of the month, just cancel it. Well, lo and behold, I forgot completely about it. And it unpaused at the end of the month because you just pause it for like one month. Now I I have my coach again. And I can afford it. So it's an ADHD moment where I forgot completely that I'd set it up so I was going to wind up having this ADHD coach again. Completely forgot. And then it just happened. So it actually kind of has a happy ending because clearly after having it and then not having it, I noticed a difference in the what do they call it? Quality of life? <laughs> Is that it? The UI, the user interface, all the all that good tech talk. Um Yeah, I noticed the difference. So I'm looking forward to going back to it. And then being able to give you a weekly episode. It's going to be the first thing I'm going to tell my coach. Hey, I really, it's important to me that I have one episode a week of probably one of the most popular Canadian podcasts recorded in the apartment building I live in of all time. And then I'm going to be helped. Yeah. I recorded the podcast I just did halfway between birthday palooza. Yeah, my last episode came came about after my birthday and after my brother-in-law's birthday, but then there were still two other birthdays, so that's draining. It's amazing. You get all the birthdays, you get a bunch of birthdays done with at once. But man, I feel like celebrating four birthdays in a week takes a year off your life. I want that year back. Got some nice presents. Got a cocktail set. A little picnic basket full of uh, goodies to make cocktails with. Enjoyed some cocktails. My mother... Bless my mother. She... Excuse me is the pope listening can you come and bless my jewish mother please my mother very sweet person she said she was going to get me and and zara my a little my wee one to uh tickets to the sh- to the Toronto showing of the musical theater extravaganza known as Hamilton I said, Mom, that is so nice. Maybe, maybe if you can get us a ticket to Hamilton, maybe we'd rather see something maybe different. Isn't that hurtful? When you offer a present and you're like, maybe you could get us this present instead because we don't want your idea. But you know, it's so sweet, but it just feels like like, I'm interested in Hamilton, but I already saw the South Park guys' Mormon show last year. I can't see two pieces of musical theater in within two years of each other. That's too close. She's going to get us a ticket to something else. What concert should my mother buy us tickets for? Do you have an answer? It needs to be in the greater Toronto area Most likely. Uh, Write podcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. And let me know what you think I should force my mother to buy tickets for me to go to. The right now thing that it probably will be will be the New York State of Mind Tour. The second go of it. Wu-Tang Clan. Nas. And I believe the remaining members of De La Soul. It's an old person rap party. We're gonna like rap as elderly people. We're old, but we know good music. And it's these rappers from the 90s. Yeah. Honestly, I have seen Wu-Tang. I have seen the Nasty Nas. And I have actually also seen De La Soul. And they're all very strong performers. Mind you, I heard Method Man was not at the last Wu-Tang Clan tour. they got to do something to fix that up. But I know they will. Hint, hint, or else. Um. So if I don't hear from any of you with concert ideas, that's what we're going to go to. The New York State of Mind tour. I'll be right at the front, clapping like that clapping like that. I'll be going on my alligator keyboard with me. Ghostface thank you for coming Nas are you gonna play halftime do you think they'll confiscate my um alligator keyboard if I bring it to the concert cause if they do my heart will break What is there to say Toronto having a mayoral race that's right let me tell you something about so we had our dumb mayor John Tory retired he was having an affair and he just goes I'm stepping down I'm done you know I I, I cheated on my wife I'm I'm gonna uh, not be mayor of Toronto now Classy dude And um So now there's all these people running for mayor And it's one of these situations where like I don't know what the budget is for people to be mayor Like to run for mayor in the city of Toronto It seems low (laughs) Because like nobody's Nobody's really getting their message out To the average person Um so that being said, I think the winner is going to be just whoever has the most recognizable name. And using that cynical opinion, I am I think we're actually <clears throat> in for a treat, because the person with the most recognizable name is, like, a pretty decent politician. So... Maybe we'll wind up having a decent mayor, but let me tell you, this city we live in. Here's what we need to do. I have no idea what what city you're in. I have looked. I have looked at my stats. There are a lot of people from Toronto who listen to this, so if you're in Toronto, you know. Here's what we need. Get the get the country to like bail us out give us like a absurd amount of money fix everything up don't just do a freeze on uh transit fare actually make it lower so lower how much it costs to take public transit right now public transit is like three dollars and thirty cents it's too much lower it figure it out lower transit cost and don't make it so you think you're going to make your money back by ticketing people on the subway for not taking the subway you're not going to make a significant amount of money that way don't prosecute hard for fare evasion don't, pro- don't do anything about fare evasion it creates conflict and of course, also, if, if at least if, if if on the offhand you're not gonna make transit cheaper, at least make it better. It's really bad right now. People are very frustrated. I was thinking about this the other the other day. You go, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Maybe get fired from my job. I'm gonna go on date. Maybe the person I'm dating is gonna break up with me. And then you just try to take transit there and it's hard. So you're in a bad mood by the time you get there. Then you get fired? Damn. Getting from point A to point B should be easy. But it's not now. And all the plans are going to come into... They've they've got all kinds of plans here in this city. And they're all going to come to fruition now by the time we're all dead. It's not fair. We should get... uh, Uh, like money (laughs) for doing for for having to wait wait out all the construction those are some of the rules that I think a good city will make uh what else I don't know make it a little cuter put some flowers plant some flowers maybe no take out horse cops no more horse cops really annoying I hate horse cops it's like okay it's gotta be a better way for you to like go to the the park (laughs) to like deal with things in the park than just like riding a horse like we're in Red Dead Redemption 2 anyway so all I'm saying is, I have my prediction for the Mayo race here in the city of Toronto, aka Hogtown, the Six, Hogtown, the Six, the Big Smoke, the GTA. The solution is uh, monies, put monies into some programs, and for God's sake, don't get stressed out if people say defund the police. How about shift? Funds from the police into some other stuff. But the thing about Toronto when I know this city is like smarten up everybody too. Don't don't be bad. Be less bad. Be less naughty. Okay? And let's all enjoy ourselves together in the park. Okay. That was my municipal that was municipal corner. I hope you enjoyed Municipal Corner where I talked about mayors. Then I was going to talk about another niche subject. But I almost have no energy to do so. It's about Steven Crowder. You've heard me complain about Steven Crowder before, I'm sure. Former long, long, long time ago he was like a hacky comedian in Montreal. I think he suffered from depression. Um then he became some sort of a right-wing but like just tried to seem like a can- anti-cancel culture telling college students why they're bad. Kind of figure around 2016 that was when I found out about this freak. He uh had some video where he was like You know Yelling at a bunch of college students Who were protesting him That was like a popular way To get famous In the 2015-2016 era Just do a video Where you're like Seemingly spontaneously Making college students Look ridiculous And then he made that Even more of his platform Because he'd like do this Change my mind thing Where he'd like try to come up with some sort of conservative talking point and go on a campus and try to get college students to change his mind. Here's a uh, uh, little secret. He didn't actually want to change his mind. This guy lives and dies on humiliating people, the Steven Crowder guy. Really, it's like... <laughs> The worst interpretation of Howard Stern. The worst interpretation of Norm MacDonald. The worst interpretation of Rush Limbaugh. That is what this Steven Crowder guy did. And the baseline is like not a funny person. Certainly not funny enough to warrant uh, any kind of popularity on his own without this armor of humiliating the left that was, like, his whole thing. It's like new school morning radio. And, like, it's... That group of people is boring to talk about, but I will leave it at this, that, uh, in my description of him, in just saying, like, the problem with Stephen Crowder specifically is he, like, really, I think, appealed to, like, boys, two men, uh, from age 10 and up. So... I think that that's very bad. I think that people talk about representation being so important. it is, but you know what I think it's most important is in uh for in kids television in kids programming, kids movies. if you have a diverse group of people um, in something. If a kid sees themselves reflected in media, it's very meaningful. And if a kid happens to be tricked into feeling seen or heard or taught something that's not untrue and actually preying on their as yet developing insecurities, that is very negative. So people like Steven Crowder, who like are secretly appealing to, te- uh, appealing to like teenage boys and younger, Meanwhile, they are 35-year-old gabillionaires who seem very unhappy. They, as some, as people have said, have a special place in hell. Even if they're pretending to be Christian. Anyway, this guy Stephen Crowder has been so, so humiliated in the last couple weeks. It was like, it just turned out he's been divorced since 2021 and he like then announced it awkwardly on his show. Insulted his wife, in his announcement of the divorce, even though he said it was like... I don't know. I don't know if he said it was like a happy divorce. <laughs> and then... But he, he... He couched it in this kind of weird way where he was trying to say the divorce was... Privacy was very important. He made a point to say it's not... Don't, please don't think it was our, the children's fault. His children are like one year old. And his wife... This guy's wife divorced him when she was like nine months pregnant. What kind of thing? And he was like, there's no infidelity. If you're not cheating on your wife and she divorces you, right before she pops out a couple little twins into the world, that's not, by the way, twins is not just one baby. That's two. That's a lot of babies. And that, and that's, so you got to, She's like, I'd rather be a single mother than be with this super annoying person who I'm unfortunately married to. So he says this stuff that's sort of insulting when he announces this divorce that happened two years ago. (laughs) And then a video leaks of him smoking a cigar outside while she's like eight and a half months pregnant begging to use the car In the video, it's like three minutes, four minutes. He says, I don't love you. It's very weird. Very strange. He says she didn't do her wifely duty. Duty. My point is... This guy... Look, nobody is, like, honest. Nobody in entertainment is putting their whole thing into... You know. Uh, Actually... I'm going to rephrase that. Entertainers are honest in ways that they don't even realize. And this guy's Stephen Crowder there, a, a a clearly person who is suffering and in crisis and, and lashing out at the world. He is... Uh, in his entertainment, he is dishonest, he is annoying, he is insufferable, he is a drag. And then this video behind the scenes shows that he he's like this, it seems like, all the time. So he's someone who has... He, he's poured this insufferability towards what he calls the left you know people who go against his values you know college students who he, trans people gay people people who don't want guns waved in their faces all um, at all times but it turns out he's just like this all the time he's dishonest so if he's dishonest he's annoying so maybe you should think if you're someone who's like, this guy has some good points, maybe you should think really carefully about believing whatever the opposite of what he says is. Because he's, he's down a bad path. And he lied about his cr- comedy. Said he op- Said people opened for him in Montreal who definitely didn't open for him. He may have been on the same show as them. That is not the same as opening. Just saying. I'm going to go, I'm going to let you just marinate on everything I just said, and I hope that you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, day, life, lunch, as the great Nardware the Human Serviette used to say, have a good lunch. Get a hold of me, weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Support the podcast, ko-fi, ko-fi.com, slash Nick Flanagan. Patreon.com, slash Nick Flanagan. Inexplicably, I'm on Twitter, at the Flans, at Nick Flan Weekly, Instagram, Nick Flanagan. All right, all right. I also have a sub stack. I'm probably, you can look it up and sign up. I'm probably going to put start putting things out with that. Anyway, here's to further productivity on all of our parts. Talk soon.